Hey everybody, this is my review for uh, Power Book 2. This is Ghost. Now look, this is the way you start an episode off. This first episode of the new season, I believe it's season 3, is off to an excellent start. Okay? Every single scene, you wondered what was going to happen next. Okay? So, we got, you know, okay, Tariq is, you know, it's got to got to leave the campus, right? He's got to leave the campus. Um, you know, folks, it's not, and I'm not going in any particular order, but I'm going to start with Tariq and his whole situation on campus here. He's got to leave the campus. He can't live on campus. Now, Tariq is packing his room up. He had been spending time all summer with Lauren, right? Not Lauren, I'm sorry, <laughs> with Effie. Him and Effie been cool all summer. Now, Come to find out, Effie has decided to transfer to Stansfield. That's a little odd. You know, she she's transferring to Stansfield, but she also doesn't want to be seen or viewed as Tariq's girl. And she's kind of, I felt like in this moment, she was letting Tariq know, like, look, we together, but we not together. You know, I want to be able to move around on campus and folks not think I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm with you. And I don't know it's because of Tariq's bad reputation now associated with the course correctly. You know, that whole thing blew up. Or is it just that I don't know what she, I don't know what her, mo her motive is behind that. And Tariq is like, look, what's wrong with being my girl? And, you know, she says she wants to be her own person and this and that and the third, whatever the case may be. So I don't know. I think Tariq is, is not... Well, I think he's looking at her differently, but he's just not saying anything because it was it was a really strange move that she was making here, right? So anyway, they stayed in the Weston um, room. This room is owned by the Westons. You know, the Westons give a lot of money to the university, and this this particular dorm room is for the Westons. And since Braden already left, because you know he admitted that he started course correct, which is a lie, it was actually Tariq. But anyway, so he's. He's gone and Tariq is leaving. And before they even get a chance to get out the room, we see Mama Weston comes in there and she's got her daughter. And so her daughter is a freshman and she's going to be staying there. And she's, you know, making all kinds of snide remarks about Tariq and why he's there, this and that, and the third girl. We don't care. But the daughter is there now and she already was taken up for Tariq. She was like, look, Brayden made his choice and things like that. And it didn't work out in his favor. It is what it is. But let's keep it moving. So that's that with Tariq right now. So Tariq, you know, has got to find a place to stay. Now, he does make a move to see one of the dean of students. In He was at um, a lunch. This guy is at lunch and he's with Councilman Tate, right? And he's trying to smooth Councilman Tate into staying on as an adjunct professor. Now, I'm thinking that Councilman Tate was probably getting ready to say no until Tariq shows back up. Tariq shows up and interrupts the lunch. And he was like, look, I didn't get my housing assignment. I need to know what's going on. And really on the low, they're trying to get rid of Tariq. That's what the university is trying to do. And, you know, the dean was like, hey, you know, make an appointment and we'll talk later. He said, well, school starts tomorrow. I need to have a place to stay. And so then Tate was like, well, let me figure out what's going on here. And once he kind of got the, 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 understanding of where the university is when it comes to Tariq and his reputation, all of that, you know, um, 
Tay played the whole, you know what, he's a black student that was wrongly accused of doing this, that, and the third, and now y'all mistreating him and trying to push him out the door and this and that. He said, if I was to report this to my constituents, you know, I got a lot of supporters, it's going to look bad for Stansfield. So reputation is everything. We know Stansfield got a very good reputation. It's an Ivy League school. So obviously the dean was like, okay, look, we'll see. I'll work something out. But he did let Tariq know. He said, look, dude, you're going to have to figure out a way um, – to clean your act up or something. He said, because this is just because you were found not guilty doesn't mean that you weren't guilty. And even Tate told Tariq, Tate said, look, I, I'm going to help you out right now. And of course, you're going to have to help me out later on down the line. I'll let you know what it is that I need your assistance with. But he is right. You're going to have to figure out to change the narrative. And this whole episode was about perception. He said, you are going to have to figure out a way to change this narrative about you because at some point in time, they're going to find something that's going to stick and they're going to get rid of you. That's what's going to really happen. So I'm glad it take letting Tariq know, like, dude, you just can't walk around here thinking that you got it going on and folks just going to let it slide. It doesn't work like that. So that was a reality check. That's something that Tariq kept in mind later on at this memorial that he went to for Zeke. So that's Tariq. Now, Braden, on the other hand, is getting you know he has to he was put out i guess i don't know if brain is going to still take classes online but he's not at the school at all so his punishment is to stay out i guess for a semester or a year i don't know and he's working at western holdings right he gets there with his father and his brother trace who was no good and he's gonna to have to work there in the meantime learn the ropes this was all in the plan for for the brothers to come and work at Western Holdings anyway, once they get their education. So he just getting a head start on, it, I guess. So he's there and he's going to, his uncle's actually going to be the one that's going to show Braden the ropes. Now the uncle is a problem. I think the uncle is going to be a problem because when Braden met up with the uncle, Braden's uncle was like, look, you know, my brother's a little uptight, <laughs> but I think that what you did was don't let him know this, but what I think your whole course correct situation thing, I thought it was a genius idea. Here go Braden. I'm glad someone understands. I'm glad someone sees. He said, yeah, but it wasn't smart for you to go up there on, on, in, in court and say that it was all your plan. You know, you admitted to, you know, he said, I would have never told all that, but nonetheless, it is what it is. He said, I think you're going to find working here. It's going to be to your benefit. You are a natural salesperson. You got it going on. And Braden was like, hold on, I did not do that for the money. And you can understand that. Braden was like, I already got money. I'm a Western. I mean, I, I'm, I come from money. I have money. I did it because this is something that I enjoyed, that I am good at. I get a rush when I'm out there in them streets and I'm making moves and things like that. So he actually likes what he, he liked being a drug dealer. He actually enjoys it. It gives him a rush. So Uncle Luke or whatever his name is, I don't know. He was like, well, you know what? In the interim, he said, I'm going to have Kiki here show you the ropes. Brayden looks at Kiki, beautiful black woman. <laughs> Brayden is like, oh, okay, then I see. I'm going to get some time with her. Well, she's not really trying to feature him right now. So Brayden is at this firm. You got, he goes to this boardroom. They get ready to have this meeting. Some of the other young men there, college, probably just came out of an MBA program at Wharton or something. They all in there doing drugs. They doing coke and all that, trying to get Brayden to do it. Brayden is like, look, I'm good. I don't need that. They teasing him, talking about you not really Trace's brother, this and that, the third, whatever. So all it was a little back and forth. So Trace was like, oh, no, but Kiki was like, did you run the numbers that I asked you about a couple hours ago? He was like, oh, I forgot to bring him in here. 
So he goes back to his desk. And that's when we see Sebastian at his desk. Now, Sebastian already paid a visit to Tariq earlier. Sebastian is the ex-husband of Stern. And I don't know, he done got caught up with some mess with Stern, got divorced. He needs money, right? Because he said, well, the prenup didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. So he came to Tariq initially and told Tariq, I'm gonna need you to, you know, get me some money some kind of way. If you don't, if you don't, I'm gonna run to NYPD and I'm gonna report what the real deal is behind course correct. Tariq was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then after he also goes to, which I'm trying to understand, how did he even get in this place and be able to sit at this boy's desk? But anyway, he's sitting there, he done threatened Braden, right? So <laughs> Braden went, ran to, um, Kane and was like, we got to get rid of this guy because he's threatening and he's doing this, he's doing that. I want you to off him. And, and Kane was like, I'm not going to do that, but I'll go with you to watch you do that. So that's where we are with for right now. I'll say with Kane, not Kane, with Braden and um, Tariq as far as Stansfield is concerned. Now, at the beginning, beginning of the episode, we see this situation where um, Davis. Davis has that very beautiful, very expensive ring that Tariq stole from Mecca's penthouse. And that was his payment to, um, to Davis. So Davis called up this chick to be like, look, I need you to take this word. It needs to be, needs to be pawned off, needs to be sold, this and that. So she takes it to a jeweler or whoever, the person at the, audit of the um, auction house. You know, it's an upscale because this is a very expensive piece of jewelry. So they put this jewelry on this auction block, right? This woman comes in. It's, it's She's dressed in all black. She has, well, we don't know what her accent is yet because she hasn't said anything. She comes in and she sits there and they're bidding on this ring. This ring goes for $5.5 million. Some guy got it. He's going to use it as an engagement ring. She looks at him. She never bids, but she ends up, her and a couple of other guys show up at night in the park where this guy done proposed to this girl gave her this very expensive $5.5 million ring. She shows up. She got a British accent. I don't know if she's from Britain or the Caribbean, but she was like, look, I need you to enhance that ring. It's actually mine. They didn't do it. So she ends up cutting the girl's hand off and then they end up killing the couple. And she puts the ring on her finger. She is, she claims that she is Mecca's fiance and that that ring was intended for her. I don't understand that because if Mecca hadn't given you the ring yet, how did you know where this ring was? How did you know it was at the auction block? Did she go to Mecca's penthouse to find this ring? I mean, I'm not understanding her knowing about this ring. If Mecca didn't give her the ring yet, you were not engaged yet. So I'm not, they got to explain how she came to understand and find out about this ring that was never given to her by Mecca yet. She's assuming he was going to give it to her. So that's a strange situation there. So she's some kind of big time drug person because later on when we find out um, as far as she's concerned, Mecca was actually her first lieutenant. Now let's back up a little bit. We got Monet at the, you know, she at the house, she's grieving. She don't want to hear anything, right? And she's pissed off at Diane for all the exposure against, you know, exposing Zeke and, and her being her mo the mom and all of that. Um. Davis comes by the house, lets her know about some legalities as it pertains to Mecca's things. He was like, look, um, Mecca has a penthouse and he has some other holdings and things like that. 
that's all tied up. He said, I would suggest that you don't run after all you know, the planes and the money and the bank account. He said, I suggest you leave that alone because it's going to make it look bad for you. He said, now, what is available to you that can't, that's been untouched is the penthouse. Now, I was sitting here wondering, like, how is this penthouse <coughs> touchable? Mecca is a drug dealer slash CI. He's a federal informant, and you can hold all his other assets, but for some reason, you can't hold the penthouse, or it's 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 untouchable. So that Zeke was able to inherit it, but because Zeke is dead, didn't have a will, it goes to the biological mother. It just that didn't even sound right. But I don't even think Monet is in the mindset to question that right now. Like I don't think she was because she's still grieving. And Lorenzo, I don't even think he has the wherewithal to even know to ask that question. So, you know, uh, you know, Monet was like, okay, cool, whatever. She let, she told, um, was she told Kane and um, Kane's other brother, was it Evan? What's his name? Whatever, his brother. He told him um, they can stay there at the penthouse until she decides to sell it. Okay, cool. They love that. That's a great idea. These young guys, they said, oh yeah, that's great. They love that whole idea. Lorenzo is telling Monet, like, look, I don't need you talking to me sideways the way you're talking to me. And Monet is like, I'll talk to you any way I want. Have you found out who killed Zeke? And he was like, look, I'm looking, whatever the case may be. I don't think Monet really believes that. Well, in fact, I know she doesn't because later on, she even tells Tariq that, you know, Lorenzo is not moving fast enough or hard enough or taking a lot of, you know, time to really look to see who killed her son. So she's not really... She ain't feeling Zeke, I'm not Zeke, uh, Lorenzo, because she don't think Lorenzo's putting a lot of effort into figuring out who actually killed Zeke. Now, we all know Lorenzo's the one that did it, but Lorenzo was in a no-win situation because even if he came back to the house that night after he accidentally killed Zeke, because it was not intended, that bullet was intended for Mecca, not Zeke. And when he found out he killed Zeke, I don't know how he would have been able to come back and explain that to Monet. So it would be like, it's a no-win situation for him. So I, I don't think Lorenzo going to make it. Prediction, I don't see Lorenzo making it uh, out this whole season. I think he's going to end up getting killed. Because um, there's just no way. He can't get out of this one. There's no way out of it. But nonetheless, so Lorenzo tells Diana, because she's in her feelings, I don't understand why mom is upset with me. Girl, the way that you moved last season snooping, piecing things together, and then exposing Zeke as Monet's son. It was all, that was that was really bad. I don't know how you can figure that that wasn't a bad thing. And also, I peeped how Lorenzo was like, okay, I see how you're moving. So basically, he told her, he said, you know, you can go to Stansfield. You're going to stay on campus full time. I know that's been your dream. I'm going to let you go ahead. The plans change and let you go ahead and do that. And my thinking here is this. I think that he wants Diana out that house so she ain't snooping around because, you know, she's a snoop. If she sticks around in the house, she's going to continue to snoop around. She's going to continue to be looking into things. She's going to continue to be trying to figure out what's going on. And she might figure out that her dad is the one that killed Zeke. So if she's at Stansfield full time living on campus, she's going to be too focused on what's going on there as opposed to what's happening in the household. This way he can figure out a way to cover his tracks. That's why I think the whole motive was. So we got that going on. So as I mentioned, the boys uh, are staying at the penthouse. So um, K 
Kane decides to have not really a party, but it was a show and tell because he's trying to get a new connect. So um, his brother shows up with his boyfriend, Everett, and he's like, you know, the, the, the brother was like, why are we having a party? Like, what is really going on here? He said, this is not a party. He said, this is actually a business thing. They got naked women there and, you know, all of this going on. And they're trying to schmooze this potential connect who used to work with Lorenzo. So I don't even know why Everett even remained at the house. He should have just told, the brother should have told his boyfriend who was on the basketball team, you need to keep going. I'll meet you later on. Because why is he allowing this man to stick around a situation that is illegal? Child, I don't understand that. But anyway, and he should have wanted to leave. I don't even understand why he was sticking around. It just made no sense. So anyway, they try to smooth this guy. They got this naked lady all over the connect or potential connect. And, you know, Kane is trying to negotiate a deal here. And the guy was like, look, you're not even in the position to negotiate. He said, I see what you're doing here. And he said, you're in a dead man's house. You're trying to impress me with these ladies and all this kind of stuff. You really don't have anything. So you're not in a position to negotiate. It don't even matter what numbers I put out there at you. You don't have a leg to stand on. I don't see it for you. I'm going to check you out another time. And he was gone. It was basically, they had a little back and forth, but the, they, he ended up leaving because he saw this was like, he threw a number out there. He wanted to get 60% of the whatever. And, and of course they weren't going for that. He knew they wouldn't go for that. That was a terrible deal. But again, they're not in a negotiating position. So that whole connect situation didn't work. Now we find out later on as a uh, party over or whatever, the gathering's over. And Lorenzo, not Lorenzo, um, Brayden has talked to Tariq, lied to Tariq, saying that Kane wanted to meet up with him, but he really didn't. So Brayden and Tariq come up. Kane was like, what are y'all doing here? And what's really going on? Did y'all take the back entrance and do all this, whatever? So basically, he don't want them to be seen coming through the front door. And, you know, Brayden was like, look, I think we need to get together and run a deal again, get back in business. And Kane, which he had a good point, he was like, why would I want to get in business with you two? You two is hot right now. I can't, yeah, I'd be crazy to get back in business with you two. And Tariq was like, well, I ain't really hot right now. So you can, you know, if you want to get back in business, I mean, I mean, I don't know. He said, but I'm kind of glad I don't have that to worry about right now. Kind of saw a, a, see a little bit of relief on Tariq's end. I guess now you can like focus on school as opposed to running this drug game. Cause I'm sure that's got a lot of pressure on it. So while they talking, the lights go out. This is when this lady comes in with the two guys, same people from the beginning that was in the park that took that ring. They come in and they bring in Rocky from last season. She worked with, she was like the first lieutenant for Mecca. Bring her in, she crying, of course, because you know, she know her life was just about over. This woman comes in wanting to know what happens to Mecca. Y'all in here partying. What happened to Mecca? They are all sitting there like, well, we don't know what happened. Well, of course, Tariq knows. But we don't, well, they all know. Well, I don't think Brayden knows. But Kane and Tariq, uh, Tariq was there. But they all lying. They said they don't know what, what happened to Mecca. The girl don't really know. And then she turned around and she called the lady's name Norma. So then she ends up getting killed, right? They was like, they, then the lady was like, yeah, I got this ring. This actually was my ring. Mecca was my fiance. He was also my first lieutenant. She goes run down the line about who Mecca and her, you know, they were supposed to be getting married, blah, 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 and all this. And so, of course, Tariq is looking at the ring like, okay, yeah, I see this ring done pop back up. And I, I give that ring to Davis as a payment. Now it's up in this woman hand who's a killer, who's also a drug dealer. Okay, we got a problem here. And she was saying, look, 
I'm gonna need y'all. I'm gonna give y'all 30 days to run this product that Mecca has. And if you were, and if you do well with that, then it'll be favorable for you. As well as if you tell me or find out about Mecca's murder, who did it, how this all came about, it'll be definitely worth your time. So that's gonna be something that Tariq, I believe, is gonna put on the back burner and we'll use later on because, of course, he knows he was there. So we got that. So because of this, they got to run. It's a huge warehouse. I mean, they got so many drugs there. It's a warehouse of drugs that could probably take care of the whole New York City. You know, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to run that game, but okay, we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, Tariq comes back to see Davis and he tells Davis, he was like, look, he showed him a picture from the uh, internet about the couple that got killed in the park. Dave's like, okay, and he was like, well, the woman that she said there was a woman that took the ring. She was wearing the ring, and she put um, guns to our head, talking about we got to run this product. We got to work for her now. And so Tariq was like, well, who is this woman? She said, he said, all we got is a name, Norma. And you see, Dave's looking like, okay, I'm trying to place this. I don't know no Norma, but I'll look into this. So. Dave was trying to get more money out of Tariq, and Tariq was like, no, no, no. He said, because this whole ring situation came back to me courtesy of you. You're the one that this woman, if she finds out who you are, and you're the one that put that ring up on the market, it's going to be a problem. So anyway, so David's going to have to figure this out because, you know, if this woman's tracing this ring where it came from, I don't know. David's going to be in trouble. But David's got some other problems. David's has been meeting up or met up with this doctor who is supposed to be working with David's brother who's in prison. And, you know, he's got, um, he's real sick. He got liver disease, whatever. And there's a trial, a clinical trial going on. And Davis wants, you know, his brother to be placed in it. And the doctor was like, look here. Yeah, he fits the criteria. But one thing he doesn't fit is the fact he's not free. They're not going to do this with him in custody. So Davis like, you know what? I'm going to work this out. You get the paperwork ready and I'll work on getting, you know, my brother out of prison. So he done put, Davidson put Sachs on the case to work on getting his, his brother. Out. Well, Davidson, Sachs doesn't know it's his brother. So Sachs, meanwhile, he's sitting over at Jenny's house. You know, Jenny is the, um, I think she's the DA. He's over at her house working with her, you know, trying to bring down Tariq, of course, because, you know, he's got a fiend against Tariq. And, you know, but he's, you know, coming up empty handed. They got some leads. Jenny is using Sachs. Sachs is using Jenny. And Sachs was like, I'm trying to figure out why Davis is so, you know, caught up on this one case that he wants me to work things out on. And I don't have no information on it just yet. And she was like, well, what's the big deal? What's the motive? He said, I don't know. I got to figure it out. Then he tells Jenny, well, you know, earlier today I saw, you know, Tariq was meeting up with uh davis and i think that he's working for Tariq, and i think he's working for tejadas i think he's underhanded and so the da was like well where's the proof where's he said well i don't know what they really said i wasn't invited to the meeting blah 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 so long story short is jenny is trying to come up with a rico against a solid solid rico against the tejadas against um uh Tariq, blah 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 and She's trying to get information from Sachs. Sachs isn't, well, he doesn't have much at the moment. So Sachs, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to work on Davis. I'm going to figure this out. See, here's the mistake. Sachs is going to really find out what the real deal is about that case and that Davis is the one that should be doing time and not the brother. That's what Sachs is going to find out. 
that's going to be a problem for Davis, okay? So Davis might get his license snatched up this season. I'm I'm, I'm predicting he might get his license snatched because he got Sacks working on this, and uh, I don't know. He think he can control Sacks, but mm, he got a problem on his hands, a big problem. So with that in mind, um, we had the memorial. Uh, oh, before we even had the memorial, we got introduced to another character. There is a new political science character. There's a special class. 300 people applied, 25 were selected. Lord only knows how both Diana and Effie were placed into this class. Now, Effie is a transfer. And Diana, well, they both transfers, I guess. But I mean, it, it's a sophomore class, right? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. But anyway, new character. She, you know, she's political science teacher who is affiliated with or knows Tate because they end up bumping into each other. And Tate looks to be really interested in getting back to knowing her again. I don't know. So we're gonna see how that's gonna work out. And she has a TA. This teacher also has a TA who seems to be interested in Diana. Now, I don't know. He seems real suspect. You know, he, he, I, he's he been flirting with Diana and all of that. So Diana put together the whole memorial for Zeke. And they had little Mo there singing. Um, <laughs> Tariq took the opportunity to, you know, try to change the perception of both Zeke as well as himself at this memorial, right? Um, some people say it was a selfish move. Ah. Eh, I think it was a smart move. I think it was a smart move on Tariq's part. So then we see Tariq talking to, because, you know, Monet had a hard time. She was crying. She leaves, she leaves out, going the hallway somewhere, and she's trying to, you know, get her emotions together. Tariq comes out to talk to her and, you know, lets her know, hey, I'll help you out, do whatever I need to do, blah, blah, blah. She said, I trust you, this and that and the third. And you can see Lorenzo is checking out this this whole situation between the conversation between the two of them i think lorenzo is you know, i don't know I, i'm thinking lorenzo might be the ci i know a lot of people think it's effie but anyway um so we're gonna see how that works out last thing we got here is um we have jenny is going to see she she's driving she looks like she's going to her old house and because pitch of her in the house she goes into this house and we turn around and we see it's Lauren. So Lauren is alive. So the whole situation, people thought that Lauren was dead. She's not dead. Clearly, Jenny is working on something. Um, I think that Effie believes that Lauren is dead, but I think Lorenzo has been following. I don't know. I think Lorenzo got something to do with this. There's one last thing. Uh, Jenny did talk to the, the cop that has been surveilling Mecca's apartment or Mecca's penthouse. They get into an argument and all this and then the third. Uh, he's going to continue looking at this case. And we also see Blanca in here. You know, Blanca, you know, confronts, you know, Jenny. Uh, I think they're going to work together. I think we're going to start seeing a new task force developing. Uh, unfortunately, though, one of these folks are not going to make it. Now, we've been counting sex out, but it might end up being that other cop that's been hanging around. I think he's going to mess up things for them. But that's all I got. Excellent episode. Talk to you guys later. Peace.